listening to Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Muna. And I'm your host, Clifford. Let's get into it. Hey, Clifford, how's it going? Luna, how's it going? I am doing very well. I'm doing very well. How's your week been? It's been okay, actually. So this week is the first week of Ramadan, which is a holy spiritual month for Muslims all around the world. It's actually the month of when the Quran was revealed to uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And it's also the time where Satan or devil is kind of locked up. So it gives us the opportunity to fully repent and ask for forgiveness and allow this month to be a spiritual journey. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. And for me, I'm gonna, the way I'm gonna kind of do this Ramadan is it solely being focused on my mind and my intentions and that it's not just about losing weight it's more about losing weight of your sins if that makes sense and truly asking for forgiveness and just being more grateful showing gratitude being humble and just appreciate what you have and yeah I I think it's it's gonna be a beautiful spiritual journey and For those that are observing Ramadan, I wish you a Ramadan Kareem to you and your family. I hope this month is a true blissful month and I hope God accepts all your prayers and your du'as. So yeah, happy Ramadan guys. Sounds great. I think what's good as well with it being coming out of lockdown as well, you can really embrace going out for walks and doing stuff in the day because a lot of people will be fasting and then breaking their fast once the sun's gone down. So uh, at least it allows you to be still and a lot of people will still be working remotely from home. So they'll be able to spend time with their families through the holy month. Definitely, definitely. I, I think, you know, um, it's it's definitely great having the opportunity to work from home because it truly allows me to be really in my zen and more focused with uh, this spiritual month ahead of us. And um, I think it's a, it's a great way to, to really kind of be more aligned and it gives um, everyone the time, like you said, to kind of be with their family and really kind of be together because it's all about togetherness. Whereas when you're working, when you're at work, because I, I remember two years ago where um, I would break my fast at work because by the time I finish and get home it's late you know so um I think yeah it's it's definitely a good a good thing that I've I've been given this chance to kind of work from home and yeah it it allows me to strengthen my faith more it kind of reminds me of why I'm in love with our religion you know why Islam is like truly a beautiful religion in my eyes and it's just it's it's a beautiful eye-opener so it's, it's just a, a month where everyone is all together and, you know, kind of going through the same journey as one another, if that makes sense at all. But yeah, man, like, I feel good. I feel good for this month. And yeah, we should see how it goes each day. But um, what's been what's been on your radar? What's been going on, man? <sighs> Not much. Everything is good. It's the beginning of the new financial year. And I think just through meditation and things going right, everything seems to be coming together. We get to move outside of lockdown. And yes. I'm like, I'm like yes. <laughs> I had all of these card companies say your credit limit will automatically increase towards the beginning of the new financial year. We they want you to spend. Went out on Monday, hits off, we just did our thing. I had some dinner, like, 
in the evening, which was banging. And it was just nice to be out and about. Yeah, so looking to get back into the swinger thing. Was there anything fun. in particular you, you wanted to get from Selfridges? And, and where did you dine in Central? Um, there was a place called Slim Chicks. It's just a chicken shop, but... Okay. It's actually off the back of Oxford Street, so it's right opposite, like, St. Christopher's Place. Okay, okay. Do you know what? It's been so long since I've been to Central, so um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know those hidden gems that you have available yeah, yeah. in the streets of Central London? You should definitely do it. That actually brings us nicely onto our sort of first news item. Did you know that the first day of lockdown being released or eased up meant that West End saw a profit of £100 million? spent by consumers who were stepping out to the shops for the first time. That is insane. A hundred million. Did you say that right? A hundred million. Wow. Do you tell me more? Enlighten me about this. Um, the Evening Standard reported it as London's great 100 million great escape from lockdown as people flock back to the West End. So West End bosses said that their first day of the easing of lockdown restrictions had unleashed the strongest reopening since the start of the pandemic. Um, so that's across shops, restaurants and pubs after a more more than a year of it being more or less like a ghost town. And um, footfall was around 55% of the normal footfall for that period in time. So, you know, things are moving in the right direction and hopefully the economy will be recovering off the back of that. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was always expected for it to increase, but that's just, that's amazing figures, you know, that the fact that consumers and just the general public have, have gone out and, and really helped boost these businesses, but for it to be that amount, that's, it's great. It's just, it's crazy. And like, what was that on, on the 12th, did you say? Is that when we officially opened, right? Yeah. It's insane. It's not even been a full week. People are eager to get out and get back to business and, Again, you can eat out in restaurants and stuff, but you're not allowed to dine inside. So everything's al fresco, kind of outside seating. And if they've got with this weather, though, it's still cold. I mean, what's cool was that uh, it was kind of mild outside, okay. and a lot of the restaurants were giving everybody a blanket. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, they have to accommodate their. You know, customers are coming to dine, so the least they can do is this situation if you don't want to come out any in the cold stay inside it's not that deep no i understand but obviously we've all, we're all going through this together where we've been inside for so long so it's just you know that if you're coming outside and you have to then dress warm and appropriately what is the problem no no 100 no, i'm with you on that one you know no vest top and shorts and complain like people know what english you know what british weather is like so but just be prepared but yeah be good to come back to is there anything you're looking forward to particularly for any places you want to shop particularly that you couldn't get to during lockdown i know for myself it was little things like i didn't want to pay the click and collect for ikea when you can <laughs> handles and little bits and things like that so i'm happy that's back over you know i mean for me it's more just uh dining like i i, I really want to get back into that experience because it's been so long since i've gone to like a restaurant or like a nice cafe so things in mind that i have at the moment is to do afternoon tea or to like go to like um camden market you know marketplace like this is like hidden really boutique restaurants that i found online it's just i think it's the dining experience that i i, I want to do again that's what i miss more than shopping to be honest with you and quick question so when you're going dining are you looking to dress up or just go in your sweats because everyone's still wearing athletic wear at home well i would say it depends on the actual place that you're going to so the venue so let, yeah, me give, let me give you let me give you the scenario then because we've come out of lockdown it's the first dinner or brunch that you're going to it's in central london the table's right. booked 
it's you and three and your girls. So what are you coming to give them? I will dress up because it's been so long since I've gone out. And it's not, I'm not saying paint the town red out, but I mean, as in to be in an atmosphere where you're dining with friends, I, I will dress up. I'm not going to be in a casual, just jeans on the top. I'll probably wear a dress and heels. It's been over a year since we've dined. So I would like to dress up for the occasion. It can be a coffee. I don't care at that point. <laughs> I mean, what would you do in that, in, like, if the if it was flipped? I can't dress how I want to dress. Like, you know, if it's a dress-up restaurant or location for a first brunch. I guess it is dependent yeah, on yeah. the location, isn't it? It's dependent on where you're going. And um, Yeah, I would make it effort. Listen, you know what it is? I feel confident I feel beautiful I feel amazing do you know what I mean when you dress up you have that confidence in you and you're like yeah I am that shit I look the part like and it's it's like you said it's more for yourself than anyone else so the gyms are back open have you signed up Uh, it's already automatically reconfigured I saw something come out of my account and I was like okay I'm gonna start utilizing this who are you with Uh, which gym do you go to now pure gym Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I need to reactivate mine because I, I did cancel it. Can I reactivate? Because on this occasion for lockdown, they didn't cancel it. They just paused it. Um, another thing is that the hair and beauty supply stores are open again. Yeah, see, I've got a bit of a problem when it comes to sorting out my hair. My hairstylist is fully booked for a while. So now I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to find an alternative. But my cousin did mention that there's this really cool hair salon which specializes in Afro-Caribbean curly hair. So I am looking to that. It's called Curl Bar mm-hmm. and it's based in North London. So I'm going to go on their Insta and find their details and just connect and be like, have you got an appointment? Because I need to do something about this hair. Um, that should bring us up onto our next conversation point. I believe that they will be having the Met Gala again in New York. If people don't know what the Met Gala is, the Costume Institute Gala, and that's what it used to be called. But it's like a, a benefit, sometimes referred to as the Met Ball. It's an annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Art and the Costume Institute in New York. And it marks the opening of the Costume Institute's annual fashion exhibit. Each year they have a theme. It usually has celebrity guests from the world of fashion, music and entertainment. Uh, it's organised by vote. So everyone says like it's an go-to event of the year. So you'll see a lot of celebrities dressing up and they usually have a theme. I heard a rumour by a clubhouse that the theme this year is <laughs> American designers. Okay. With that being the theme, I want to know, Muna, who would you wear to the Met Gala and why? What do you, Which American designer do you see yourself in? I would pick Vera Wang because I find her styles to be quite elegant, classy, sexy, and it's got like a hint of simplicity behind it. So I, I would definitely pick her. But is there an opportunity to kind of mash another American designer as well. Maybe if they're going to design you a specific blazer or something that you can see as part of your look. All right, then Tom Ford for the blazer and then Vera Wang for the dress. A dress and blazer. Hey, you know what? There's been celebrities that have pulled it off. Definitely in Met Gala. I've seen a few. I'm not lucky. Pick and why? There's a few things that you can do in it. Like, you know, extra. So I know you are. <laughs> I'm going to have maybe three different outfits. Oh, wow. So, okay. Red carpet look. It's like, what do you want to do there? Two, the main ball event, gala event inside. And three, the after party. So I'm like, oh, America. What do I want to give them on the red carpet? Like, or it could even be like a. Okay, so, so name the design of your choice. But there's a new, she's like a concept jewelry designer. Her name is Laurel DeWitt. She makes a lot of like chokers and accessory pieces. So the accessory kind of jewelry would be by her. And the first look I'm thinking for the red carpet 
would have to probably be something traditional Americana. So we're going to give him a little custom Ralph Lauren. Like, oh, how did I know you were going to say Ralph? <laughs> I give them some Ralph Lauren. Of course, of course. That's going to be the entry. Then for the main event, I might do something quite political and have a custom suit, another one designed by Kanye West. Just to kind of... Okay, it. okay. You're, you're flipping the pages here. All right. <laughs> but then it's like, I would, I would want to do a Kanye West, but there's also an element of, well, you know what? For the after party, that might have to be a, a, a arriving in something and leaving in something else. I think that would be something that no one's ever done before. So arriving in something like Hood Bayer, like something edgy like that. With Damn, like, you really thought this through. By like Rick Owens and Rick Owens shoes. Like, yeah, definitely custom Rick Owens shoes. And I might even have the same shoes and then leave the party in like essentials or something. But you wouldn't kind of, you wouldn't add a bit of Yeezys, you know, in the no, no, party. I'm going to be having a custom Kanye okay. West. Right. So if it's going to be the Fashion Institute, it's going to be like, it's going to be. It's going to be the elite of the elites. Yeah, we're going to do Rick Owens and then we're going to mix that in with a collaboration with either Hood by Yeah. And then we might even wear the same um, footwear or some, a second look by Rick Owens and then we'll have the Essentials exit because that's black owned, isn't it? And that's just... It is, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It would actually be amazing if this, like, what you have envisioned could be actually set in life. I I would love to see it because those are amazing designers that you've listed. And it's literally from the start to the end of the Met Gala, straight to the after party. It's supposed to be planned like that. I love it, I love it. And there's, like, so many other great American designers. Do you have, like, a list that you were was discussing right so who's like the top 10 just like so the top 10s are michael Kors, mark jacobs ralph lauren calvin klein vera wang tori birch kate spade diane von furtzenberg betsy johnson and tom ford those are the top 10 best american designers According to, say, the internet. According is, to the internet. So it's not, yeah, it's just according to... So, like, I can't, it was probably a survey that was released. The only thing that haunts me is Kate Spade is just, that's just giving me Apple Store fucking accessories. And that, uh, yeah, I was like, top 10, Kate Spade. I don't see it. <laughs> I, re- I really don't see it, to be honest with you. I, have a, I don't see it. I, have a bee. I don't know so, what happened there. Might have been a typo error. Who knows? To our listeners, uh, this may be a slight trigger warning, um, but it's been recently announced that um, the missing body that was located in Epham Forest was Richards. Um, so that was the latest news updates. And um, yeah, it was just very sad. And my condolences goes to his mum, his family in this upsetting time. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of mention that because I know we discussed it on our previous episode. So the latest findings were that the missing body was actually indeed his. Yeah, our consultants do go out to his family. And because um, he had been missing from, say, the 22nd of March from the Labrador Grove area. Just to, and they saw him board a bus and then they found some other footage of him. So there was still sort of hope that he would be alive. Um, getting a cab to sort of Epping Forest area. Yeah, around two to three in the morning. Yeah, but um, it's just not making sense. There's not been enough that's been said or done about it. They've carried out an autopsy and they said there's no foul play, but they found him in the pond and they had been searching for him for five days. 
But they did say that they're going to continue with their investigation because it's still unknown as to the cause of his death. So that that will still be an ongoing case. And I really hope that his mother receives the justice that she needs because it's just, I, I can't even comprehend what she's feeling. Again, our condolences goes to his family. There was also talks about a young man. He goes by the name of Dante Wright and he was recently killed by an officer called Kim Potter. She actually said she accidentally shot him. She thought she had used her taser, but in fact it was her gun. So police are, you know, the police have kind of made this whole media coverage saying, you know, it was an accidental killing and that, you know, she's now become an ex-officer. She has been fined, but what about the sentencing? Why is she not being sentenced? At the end of the day, you've killed a person. How are you? What confuses me as well is... But the trial hearing is not over. It's the taser and the gun issue. Like, how do you not... Triggering to even notice. And this is in the state of Minnesota, the same state that George Floyd died in. Correct. And this is still happening. Police officer is pulling out a taser in one hand and a gun, a loaded gun in the other. Why do you need to have that when you've also got police back up there? Like, why do you need to do that as a police officer? And then you make a mistake that costs someone their life and, and what you expect the outcome or the consequence should be. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like the officer was in threat, like in, in terms of, you know, threat of her life in any way. So the fact that you have to pull both kind of weapons, like, I don't care what you call it, a taser is still a weapon, but the fact that you used a gun and you've killed this this young boy, he was only 20. What's the world coming to, Clifford? Like- over and over and over again. There's a film I watched on the weekend. It's a 30-minute mm-hmm. short. Um, it's called Two Distant Strangers, and it stars the rapper Joey Badder, and he plays a guy who lives in New York. He right. goes on a first date, which is promising, and then tries to live his life and basically get back to his dog at home. And I don't want to ruin the film, but it's basically cyclical. And every time he tries to get home, there's another way that he comes into an interaction with a police officer who ends up killing him in a variety of different ways. There's like 20, 30 different ways in which he dies in, in, in the space of this 30-minute movie. And so it basically he- shows different scenarios about police brutality towards him? Yeah. Wow. It's and where did you say people can, can uh, watch it? Netflix. We'll definitely ping it in our episode, so it will be on uh, the info page. We'll write down where you guys can find that, but it's on Netflix. And you said it was 30 minutes, give or take? It's 30 minutes. Okay, perfect. Do you know what? That's actually interesting. I will definitely check that out. Any other news updates that you've come across recently? Yep, so we lost two people in the span of the same week. Prince Philip, who was 99 years of age, and rapper, a legend, DMX, who died at the age of 50. Um, it's interesting to mention that obviously there was news coverage for both because they were both well-known. One was very talented, you know, had a unique style and you can learn a lot from him and his life and the things that he had to endure and that against the odds and... And, and he was an influence to a lot of people. He was influential, okay. like regardless of however people will tame and him. in terms of his circumstances and where he came from and his background and how he managed to transcend that and become a successful recording artist for all of these years with a loyal fan following. And then to act in films like Romeo Must Die? Yes, I think he was in Romeo Must Die. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, numerous other films. And just to have an iconic impact to be a member of Rough Riders and just to have these iconic charts hits. There was like a moment in time where it's just like, there was no other rapper apart from DMA. Literally, he was just popping left, right and centre. And like, he had a unique voice, like a distinctive voice. When you hear him on the radio, if you if you just hear him, you know it's DMX. You know it's him, you know? A, li- a larger than life personality and... Like, you can learn so much from him. Yes, he had, like, issues. Yeah, he did. I mean, he did go through the the notion of, you know, drug abuse and alcoholism, which, I mean, kind of led to... do go through, but in terms of his background and his upbringing and, you know, again, the social system in America and what he was born into and the trauma that he had experienced, like, can really sympathise with him and see that he tried to better himself. And in his later life, he was trying to live an exemplary life as a lead. So, all right. Yeah, I think, I think as, as time grew, you know, as time went on and as he grew older, he was really trying to just do well. Like, and you can see that anyway in terms of his presence. Um, if you had to pick, and I know it's really difficult, but if you had to, what song would you say is your favourite DMX track? You're gonna make me lose my mind. Oh damn! You know what I was gonna say. X gonna give it to you. Mm-mm, I'm mm-mm, telling mm-mm. you, these songs are classic. Because they're from a time and era. You know where you see a star really out here just doing his hey. thing. Hey, no, you know what? Rest in peace, DMX man. You were you were a legend. You still are a legend. You're up there with Nipsey Hussle as well. So yeah, man. Ironic that they did mention Prince Philip passed away too. RIP to him, obviously. Yes, RIP. Harry is flying back for his funeral. I read an article today saying that they've actually done the dress rehearsal for Prince Philip's funeral. Yeah, that was recently announced, wasn't it? Will actually be on Saturday, yeah. And obviously, because Megan's pregnant, she can't fly back um, to the UK. Um, The haters. I know, can I just say, Black Twitter have been on a frenzy about this. First and foremost, they're actually blaming the passing of Prince Philip on Meghan somehow. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't read that. I just may have directly impacted his um, health, whether he was already hospitalised. And then the second point is that what you wanted to get onto, so you do the reveal. What's that? Oh, so the second point was um, on Twitter, a lot of people have been saying the reason why, and this is all, you know, it's not true, but the reason why she's not attending Prince Philip's funeral is because she's going to be attending DMX's. And they were like, that's our queen right there. I was like, oh my God, people really do spew so much rumours like on, online. It's, it's insane. But you know what? In all fairness, I really hope and she's mentioned it also in her interview that she doesn't go online to read any tweets or any form of social yeah. outlets about yeah. her. So she'll never know about it sure unless someone blatantly tells her. I'm sure she'll find out somehow. So that brings she up our, our final um, topic of today, which you were going to give us, Muna, the BAFTA Award. Yes. So the BAFTA, it was on the 10th and the 11th of April, and it's basically celebrating the very best films of the past year. So I'm just going to list the just a few films that were nominated and won. Okay, so Daniel Kalula won a supporting actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. I believe you watched that, right? I didn't get around to watch it. There's a link that someone's supposed to send to me for exclusive premiere of it. And um, I'm sure that person's listening to this podcast and they didn't send it. <laughs> you better send it, guys. <laughs> Whoever was... <laughs> Um, so for original score, 
it was Soul, the film on Disney that won. And Maybe. that's an amazing film with Jamie Foxx. I loved sure. it, like really loved it. Another one is The Father, which won adapted screenplay. And it also, it had Anthony Hopkins, which was the main actor. He also won leading actor. Anthony Hopkins, like this guy is still like acting. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is a legend, 100%. This dude... I'm telling you, kudos to him for him, like, you know, still going for it. Like, okay, what else? Uh, you've got best film nomination and the winner was Nomadland. Have you watched that? You know what? I've heard a lot of good reviews about this. Like it's been popping off and I just haven't had the opportunity to watch it. So I'm going to definitely go online and just give it a go. You've also got like international wins as well. You've got um, a supporting actress by the name of Yoo Jun Young. She had won a BAFTA as well. Cool. So I believe she was in Calm With Horses. So she was a supporting uh, actress in that. So uh, well done to you. And also last but not least, we have, um, so what the BAFTAs do is they nominate Rising Star Awards, but it's voted by the public. So for this winner, is Bookie Backray. So she won this year's Rising Star Awards. But also there, there are very various other winners and those that have been nominated, but I was just listing the main top fives that I came across on the EE Rising Awards BAFTAs. So yeah, it was good actually. I actually... Um, Watched it. Yeah, I was able to watch maybe like half an hour. Like I, I was like halfway in it. I didn't realize it was on until I actually went on, on the TV and I was like, oh my God, the BAFTA's on, yay. So it was, yeah, it was really good to, to kind of check out. But yeah, today's been a, today's been a cool app. Uh, yeah. we, had, we had a, a, a lot of insightful, you know what they're called? Like little nuggets of topics. That's, that's the best way to describe it. But um, yeah, guys, um, so that's the end of our episode. We will be um, on Clubhouse on Saturday at 7 p.m. If you yeah. need an invite, you know what to do. Just holler Clifford or myself. We do have invites available. You do, however, need to be an iPhone user. Any Android users, mid-May man, you'll be with us. Yeah, so Cliff, do you want to plug in the socials for our listeners? Yes, uh, we are Real Talk Podcast on Twitter. Real Talk Podcast instead of O for podcast you've got the number zero so that's real talk podcast on twitter and then you can follow us on instagram real talk podcast underscore 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 so that's real talk podcast underscore three times and also we have our amazing clubhouse club rtp after show and we host a room every saturday at 7 p.m yes sir a group of the best parts of our weekly podcast show and then it's over to you to participate and add your flavor to our unique space so our stage is your stage make sure that you're there on saturday it's going to be vibes definitely it's a safe space guys don't feel shy just come up come on board you don't have to talk if you don't want to but just be in the presence of the room it's a very chilled out vibe so for the first five ten minutes we kind of ease the conversation in like clifford is our dj so we'll have a little music playing in the background and then we'll kind of ease it in in terms of the recap of this episode so do tap in as i mentioned before dm myself or clifford if you need an invitation it is this saturday at seven o'clock and it's rtp after show only on clubhouse right guys so that's it for now i've been muna been clifford and you've been listening to girl talk podcast hey share like and tell a friend then tell a friend to tell a friend